even when the ego does fall into that delusion, that what you are is the awareness of that fall. You are not the one who has fallen. You remain always in that state that is always already liberated. And so it's very important not to buy into a narrative of, oh, I did it again, or I failed, or woe is me, because none of that is true of the self. I'm sure you all remember the um, grandfather of Advaita Vedanta, Godapada, the uh, guru of the guru of Shankaracharya, <clears throat> whose uh, most famous lines are, no one is in bondage and therefore no one ever gets liberated. This is to be taken very literally. No one is in bondage. The ego's bondage is an illusion because you're not the ego. No one is actually in the ego. It's a character being played out before you, but you're not in it. In the same way that when you wake up from a dream, you realize, oh, I... I wasn't in a dream, that wasn't, uh, that, that wasn't reality. I was watching it, I was even creating it, but I was never actually in that situation. It never existed, it was fictional. It was an illusion, a self-created illusion. And because it's self-created, it is also self destroying, and the mind is inherently self-liberating from its own creations. It creates, it sustains for a period, and then it destroys its belief, and it goes on to the next. But the self never changes from that pure awareness that's uninvolved, uncaptured, unaffected by whatever happens at the surface level of the mind. And no matter how bad one's nightmare might be or how bad one's karma might be, the self never loses that blissful nature of absolute freedom and absolute uh, transcendence of the illusory unfoldment. So this truth is not simply present in Advaita Vedanta, it's, not, it's present in Taoism, it's present in Buddhism, it's present in uh, the uh, apophatic uh, mystical Christian systems of thought, and it's present in Kabbalah, it's present in every spiritual tradition, the same truth, it's universal. I picked a, a line out of a, a book, which is, uh, I've read this <clears throat> from this before to you. It's, it's probably the main root tantra of the Dzogchen, uh, one of the main lineages of Dzogchen, uh, which has been translated as the uh, supreme source. So I, I wanna read just, uh, 
part of one page to you that sums up this understanding, I think, in a very beautiful and a very clear and uh, emphatic way. In case anyone has the book, it's on page 178. Uh, <clears throat> One's fundamental nature is pure and total consciousness. Okay? That is what you are. Pure, total consciousness. There's no unconscious. There's nothing out of range of consciousness. You never lose consciousness. Consciousness is eternal. Pure, total consciousness is your fundamental nature. And I, this is now the speaker of this book, which was downloaded by the, the great Buddha, the, the Supreme Source. I, the Supreme Source, the teacher of teachers, do not teach the teachers of the three dimensions to meditate in order to alter the mind. Okay? So... Dzogchen, which is probably the pearl of uh, the tantric Buddhist traditions, is teaching, do not meditate. It's a very bad habit. Meditation is your enemy. Why? Okay. Do not meditate in order to alter the mind because the true nature of mind has always been self-liberation. Just like Gotapada said, your fundamental nature is already liberated. Striving to meditate amounts to forsaking the true nature of mind. By trying to improve on it, you move away from it and enter into delusion. You lose the very thing that you're striving to gain. So listen, great being, Mahatma, if you want to realize the nature of your mind, which is possible only by not having desires. You must not intentionally seek to find the non-discursive state of equanimity. Okay? You can't strive for it because striving is the absence of equanimity. Any form of striving will take you away from the peace of that pure presence. Remain naturally without accepting or rejecting. In other words, don't accept or reject the state of consciousness that you are in. Remain spontaneously in the state free of commotion. The mind is precisely the natural condition. And all phenomena exist only in this very condition. Do not seek to alter it. 
Do not strive to attain something other than this nature. And as this is the very essence, do not seek anything else. Even if the Buddhas were to try, they would not find anything. As all is already perfect, there is no need to do anything. As all is already realized, there is no need to act. Simply remain in equanimity without judging or thinking. Listen, Mahatma, not even the Buddhas of the past found anything outside of their own minds. They never altered the natural condition they never meditated, visualizing, or coming up with concepts. They were simply abiding in the non-discursive state in which they realized their own mind. The Buddhas of the present, too, and those to come in the future achieve self-realization only through this the always already present non-discursive state of equanimity. Okay. So I don't think anything could be more clear than that. And your instruction is to do nothing. But of course for the ego to do nothing is impossible. However, because you're not the ego, it doesn't matter. As long as there is an awareness that is in the recognition that there is a silent presence underneath the commotion of the ego mental chatter and all of its emotional volatility, underneath that, is the unmoving, unchanging equanimity that is the Buddha nature. Or that is, if you prefer, the Tao or Shiva or Shakti, whatever name you want to give it. It's nameless, formless, and unknowable by the mind that wants to make it an object that it achieves cannot be achieved. It is what you are. And that you can only know when there is no effort to achieve anything. So this is agreed upon by all of the sages. Ramana says the same thing. All of the, the sages of the various traditions of non-duality are agreed upon this. It's not controversial. And this state is sat. In fact, it's sat-chit-ananda. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To 
to join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.